What's up, Dirty Benches? I'm JD. And I'm Patty Popcorn. And we are the host of the Old Dirty Benches podcast. If you came here to listen to two women shoot the shit and talk about stuff we are not qualified to talk about, then you're at the right podcast. On ODB, we talk about white-collar crime, which costs the country upwards of 300 to $600 billion every year. Unacceptable. White-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Occasionally, we may sprinkle a movie review in. Our theme song is performed by Good Co. You can find them on YouTube, and don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review anywhere you stream your podcasts. So gives us a listen. Hello, Patty. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Not too shabby. This weather, dude. Oh, beautiful, right? It's so nice. I know. It's just the shoe's about to drop. I know. I've been excited. It's glorious. Yeah. And it's going to allow us to put up our Halloween decorations this weekend, so... Oh, boy. Yeah. You mean the ones... In addition to the ones you've had up all year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ones that never made it down? Yep. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. We can go full force now. <laughs> October 1st has yeah, come. Yeah, I think we're going to go to the pumpkin patch soon. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a good outing. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. so nice out. Yeah. We talked about doing it yesterday, but we did errands and projects instead. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm. I like the do-it-yourself crafts, so I will probably, um, for most of the weekends this month, be working on more DIY Halloween decorations. <laughs> so. And do you like look on Pinterest or what? Yes. Okay. I do. There's a lot of good ideas. There is, like Dollar Tree and stuff like that. Like you know, some materials cool you can get. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, some cool stuff. Cool stuff out there. So wait. Yeah. Are you doing a theme or just No. Scary? Um I did see some craft ideas on how to like make yard witches and stuff. I have too. So I think I'm gonna with um, like PVC pipes. Yeah, some yeah. of that and then just some of those plant wiring stands and stuff that yeah. can help you to make them with some material and everything. So I will be working on that feverishly. DIYing. Mm-hmm. Right, I can't wait. Yeah, so Exciting. more to come. Anyways, and this is kind of on in that vein. Yes. So uh, we have decided, and this was Patty's recommendation, but we are going to be doing movie reviews for the month of October, and they're going to be focused on scary, scary movies. So today, <laughs> today, this one somebody didn't want to watch. No, I didn't. I was bamboozled. Anyone who listens to us knows that <laughs> I was <laughs> I was flim flammed. Anybody who knows way. that JD does not like movies about any sort of like possession or the devil. <laughs> or anything like that. All right. And somebody picked out these this movies. This wasn't the devil in my defense, okay? Oh, okay, sure. 
<laughs> yeah. So we will be discussing the definition of demonic possession and the devil during this episode. <laughs> We're doing a deep dive yep. on the devil. <laughs> All things devil on this episode. No. So uh, no. we'll be doing a movie review. Before yeah. we get into that, let's do a little bit of housecrafting. Okay. okay. So play that song. I guess time never stands still. I don't know the words. <laughs> <laughs> Insert country all my song right here. Have moved on. Housecrafting. Yeah, something like that. So housecrafting. So remember the college admissions case we did before? Oh, wow. Okay. So one of the parents, a formal former, excuse me, Staples Incorporated executive. Oh, yes, I remember this person. Did you see this? Okay. So uh he went to appeals court and he was finally sentenced to six months home confinement. And Ooh. he's yes, ordered to complete two hundred and fifty hours of community service and pay a fine of seventy five thousand. Uh seventy five dollars. <laughs> I would not be surprised if something like that came exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a fair and just sentence. Right. Um, Paul Cruz. So the prosecutors had alleged at trial that Wilson had paid $220,000 to have his son designated as a University of Southern California water polo recruit and an additional and he never touched a pool in his yeah, life. He didn't even know how to swim. He didn't even know what that was. <laughs> What's water polo? Yeah. What's a swimming pool? <laughs> so, and an additional $1 million to buy his twin daughter's way into Harvard and Stanford. Prosecutors had also alleged he improperly deducted the payments he made to secure his son's admission as a business expense and charitable donation. Of course, that's the thing. Yeah. Not only are they doing fraud, but they're frauding all over the place. Yeah, well, and like our, our good... double down on that shit, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the house crafting that I had for this week and this I episode. I also saw on what did my you say? source TikTok oh, yeah. that Jen Reputable. Shaw and Elizabeth Holmes are friends. Oh, wow. Okay. So we said they wouldn't. Only a matter of time. Yeah, okay. they're friends. Well, they besties forever. And, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Liz was taking mm. her abs class. I'm just kidding again. Oh, okay. I was but, like, she is? <laughs> Maybe. The Shamazing abs? Okay, Good well. for them. She could, yeah. You know what I mean? BFFs. Correct. You gotta, I mean, you gotta Best find felony your- felony friends. Find your people. Best <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> you got to find your people, you know what I mean? No matter where they're at. So, and it sounds like she has. It's awesome. Happy for them. <laughs> BFFs. Best felony friends forever. Felonious friends. <laughs> okay. So, movie review. For the record, again, I would like to say that I was set up unjustly. <laughs> oh, brother. The movie we're going to be talking about is Talk to Me. If you haven't seen this trailer, you need to go out and watch it at least. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily sure what it was going to be about Same, when I seen I the trailer. Seen it, it got really good reviews. It did. It so actually I was like okay. It's still getting pretty good reviews. I will say that it's um, an A twenty four. 
isn't it? It is. So yeah, there you go, everyone. Huge fan, hoity-toity, of the Alpha Two Four. <laughs> Love them. Alpha Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, their studio has really come out with some it, memorable. It's hit or miss to me, dude. I it know can you be said this, yeah. Or it can be like, huh, that was good or interesting. Yes, they've had some. Almost always they're thinkers, I'd Correct, say. Correct, 100%. They've had some horror and psychological movies, but I, I believe so, yeah. I think, yes. Yeah, Hereditary, I've only watched one time. Yeah. That was one and done. I will never it's watch it again. Disturbing. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, yeah. That's a head scratcher. Yes. Oof. A lot of times, like you said, even after the credits roll for their movies that they've selected, like, huh? yeah, I'll still be thinking about them like uh-huh. weeks later. So not all hits for me though. Sometimes I'm like, what in the actual bleep? <laughs> so I'll say uh, one of the lines from this movie was, and I quote, if you die while they're in you, they have you forever. So stick a pin in that, okay? <laughs> that might be coming back. Yes. So this movie was actually directed by two brothers. And apparently, I didn't go out and look at their YouTube channel, but they're famous YouTubers. I'm not aware of them. Danny and Michael, and I'm probably going to screw up their last of names. Filippo? Filippo? I should have gone out to go look it up. (laughs) Filippo? (laughs) They used minimal CGI for their effects um, because they really wanted to cast some reality to the story, and I think they did a good job of that. Uh, So the stars in the movie, um, some of them not well-known because I think they're more, like, Australian-based. Yeah, I mean, only... Oh, Philippu. Philippu? I don't know. I should have listened to their YouTube channel because they probably say their names on there. They probably say, I'm Danny. Aren't they Australian? (laughs) Australian, yeah, they're Australian. G'day, I'm Danny. (laughs) The stars in this movie are Sophie Wilde, Joe Bird, Alexandra Jensen, Otis Danji, and Miranda Otto. So um, Sophie Wilde has starred in a couple of other projects. Yes, but she was the main actor or main star in this movie. No? Hmm? Was that, that wasn't the mom, was it? No, Sophie Wilde was actually uh, Mia. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, but yeah. Alexander, who's the mom? Um, yeah, I think it's Miranda. Okay. And, and we've seen her. That's the person her. that I know. Yes, I think she was in Game of Thrones, I believe. Oh, maybe. From uh, What Lies Beneath. Yes, she's been in several projects yeah, that from, we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I thought she actually did a good job yeah, in this movie. Yeah, totally. Uh, so the budget was about $4.5 million. Um, Reasonable. Yes. And the box office has been around $88 million yeah, so far. It's kind of so, a yeah. wildfire. Yeah. And what's interesting to me about that is this movie had limited release in the theaters. So you mainly can find it on streaming platforms. Um, I saw it in the theater. Okay. Did you see it in the By theater? By myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> kudos to you so a sequel's already in the works so let's get to our rating system um if you're not familiar we've got uh several uh, grades that we give out a is a wiener schnitzel b plus brownie sunday b is a brownie what is c uh red licorice red licorice I would give b i mean i would give black licorice a higher rating but some people don't like it that's right normal d, people and normal people <laughs> <laughs> Dressel sprouts. Dressel sprouts because 
Brussels sprouts are kind of nasty by themselves, but if you dress them up, they can actually be good. Uh, disagree. F- e for disagree. <laughs> F, mummy Tom Cruise. Mummy Tom Cruise. Or Annette. Or <laughs> yeah, right. Willy we've, Wally Wonderland. Yeah, we've added a couple into that grade level. Okay, so Patty, what is your grade? Well, I would say it's a brownie Sunday for me. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was debating brownie maybe, or brownie Sunday. Maybe like a minus even. Okay, okay. But I'm gonna go brownie Sunday. Yes. So I actually was kind of debating all week after we watched the movie, which I had text Patty as we were watching the movie. And I said, what the fuck? This movie is a devil possession movie. (laughs) And then she texts back in all caps watch it and so we continue to watch the movie so i actually gave it a brownie grade okay. a b um i had almost leaned towards going wiener schnitzel but uh decided after we had finished watching up i had some some questions about certain elements in the movie so i felt like there was enough gaps in the story we for me to, to grade it down minus yeah if we were gonna jam our grades together related. i know it's a chili <laughs> no cheese yeah, no cheese. <laughs> so I really thought that the idea that the directors had presented, like the storyline overall was horrifying in itself. I did have difficulty, excuse me, watching certain parts of this movie. Yeah, same. I actually had to pause it. And there were times where I was actually like not necessarily yelling at the TV, but like talking out loud. <laughs> and then I would look at my spouse and be like, what are they doing? You know, that of kind course, of thing. Of course, that's a good horror movie. Don't do it. Yeah, that was but my reaction. But what I liked is... It's not one of those where they're just doing the dumbest shit. Yes. Left and right. Yeah. And they're just like, no. Yeah. Turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that. Like Boogeyman. Oh Turn my God. the freaking lights <laughs> yeah. on. Or go into the creepy house that's clearly like haunted or something going on with it. Yeah. Yes. Never crap. That was very crap. creative. Yeah. And uh, it was disturbing. And I not really, I don't think I would watch it again. No. Uh, I had already made that conclusion about 10 minutes in. <laughs> I said, this, this is another one and done movie. I will never watch this again. That was my synopsis from the beginning. Okay. So did you do your homework? Well, no, I'm I did not. I'm just doing it off my head. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I'm doing my synopsis. The story line. I would say if someone invites you over to commune with the dead, that's a hard pass. <laughs> that's the a hard end. Pass. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you, my friend. So, But also, I liked how they <laughs> looped it around. Yes. Yeah. And of course, we'll get And, and get also, to that. kids, come on. Make better choices. Uh, yeah. Right. We're, yeah, we're definitely going to touch on that. Just uh, do some light drinking. Uh, yeah. Like, what happened to the old Toilet days? Paper people. How about that? And I know that you live. Leave lived... the dead alone. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I know you lived in Arizona for a little while. So, you know, past times where we would all get together, go down to the wash where there's right. it's a riverbed, parties. no water in it. And we hang out, we drink, we talk a lot of shit, and then everybody goes home. Right. There's there no, no like, hey, let's try to talk to dead. No, what? none of that. Why? Why? Why, I say. Why open that door? So, okay. That's not my storyline. But all right. Storyline. JD. Here we go. This doctorate storyline. <laughs> Talk to me <laughs> by the Philippines. 
Okay. Grief can be a horrible contrast when examining one's existence, in particular when a young person is trying to figure out what their identity is among a torrid of other young people trying to find themselves. This is all inside a chasm of people fascinated with broadcasting everything they experience on social media. So in order to feel some sense of normalcy and fit in, you would go so far as to brave possession and allow yourself to talk to the dead while your friends film you and then post some of the most embarrassing moments of your life for all to see. Well, there's a lot of $25 words in that one. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you sure That's what my liberal education got me. Thank you, Patty. So I say, what? <laughs> Don't talk to dead people, okay? I'm like John Q. Public, everyday person. Oh, my God. And then she's the smarty. Okay. <laughs> So, you know what's what sucks about this? Uh, Is that, Patty, you're dumb, and I'm not. <laughs> no, no. I'm what you call street smart. <laughs> listen, Patty, listen. <laughs> listen. So, no, 100%. At first, I was like, when the movie first starts, that's kind of like the the feeling that I'm getting. But then as we're progressing through the movie, I'm like, no, this is more about like grief and trying to fit in. Uh I mean, who hasn't been there, right? Like as a young person, you're trying to figure out like what your identity is. And a a lot of times we end up following. We didn't even have social media things. No, at that time, right? I mean, when we were growing up, there was no social media. It was just you hanging out with your friends. A lot of times like you're kind of adopting some of their likes and dislikes because you're trying to figure out your tribe yeah you're trying to find your tribe and then like really fit in with the rest of the group because you don't want to be ostracized especially like during your teenage years when you're going through puberty and like everything's all, all crazy times. yeah so i really thought this movie kind of shined a light on those experiences absolutely but then also intertwined how social media drives behavior and for me like some of their experiences. You in mean this, like the attention seeking? Yeah, the attention seeking, trying to fit in, you know. Trying to get those likes. Yeah, and like at all costs to fit in doing whatever See, it takes. we're not like that because even though only like 30 people listen to us, we're still out here. Doing our thing, people. <laughs> doing our thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was interesting to watch that unfold during the movie. And then that's where I really felt like, okay, this is something more about social commentary then possession and then possession added in Sprink- not sprinkled sprinkled. in it wasn't sprinkled in it was like it was in you know how like you go to get salt you're like this needs a little salt and somebody hasn't screwed the top on properly and then you start like shaking it and then the whole thing is a pile of salt that's how this possession was in the movie so <laughs> I mean that you're holding a hand to be possessed. You're letting them into you. Yeah, which was totally crazy. I feel like it should have been called Let Me In. I mean, yeah. And I think there was like, there is some other movies called that. And then when we were looking up the title of this movie there is another movie called talk to me that came up i think that was made in like 2013 completely different premise okay. so um at first i was getting so you confused want the new one, people. yeah you want the new one that the 2023 movie so originally this film had debuted at the 2023 sundance I'm film sorry, festival it debuted it didn't debuted whatever oh, at past tense okay <laughs> 
John Q. Public knows that. Uh, oh, it was a Sundance. So, See, that's what I thought. It was a Sundance film. It, it had like actually it. premiered there, and people went nuts when this movie um, yeah, was shown. Not what you think? Oh. Yeah, and so immediately some of the big film studios. They were like, "Yeah, yeah, Sundance movie that I don't cry in." <laughs> yeah, studios started like They're hearing like, hey, about we got this. Something here. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, we need to Buy put a it. bid in yeah. on this movie," and so like a bidding war, like a massive bidding war started uh and like universal was one of the companies trying to get it a 24 course but they ended up outbidding everyone and won the rights to the movie <clears throat> the director stated that the idea for the film actually came from a neighbor the kid had bad experience taking drugs with friends and he ended up convulsing on the floor instead of helping him the kids actually took out their phones and began nice. recording and laughing about what was happening to him so according to the brothers making the central like, uh, but what if we put the devil in there <laughs> Even though there's no devil in this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Making the central haunted object a hand was a physical representation of connection, which was a decision that rooted in personal experience to the bro brothers as well. So when Danny was 16, he was badly injured in a car accident and couldn't stop shaking after he was taken to the hospital until his sister sat next to him and actually held his hand. So the shaking stopped. The touch of someone I love brought me out of it, he says. The power of that moment and the power of touch really stuck with me. So they took like those two in like real life incidents to come up with the concept of the movie. And then was like, what if we stuck the devil and possession in there? <laughs> devil okay oh, well we'll let the listeners be okay the you deciding be the factors deciders, but there's no devil okay anyway <laughs> so let's let's get down so we're yeah. actually going to tell you we're a lot about this movie the, the movie as we remember and sometimes we forget shit so we do you know this will just be like a good uh what outline of what happened. yeah exactly <laughs> so if you want to watch this movie maybe you want to stop here and go watch it and then come back and listen to us. Or, you can listen or some of our listeners have said that they just like listening to us and then sometimes watching the movie or not because they get everything they need to know from our review. And a little extra, I'm sure. Yes, correct. <laughs> so this movie basically takes place in Australia, which I thought was like kind of a cool little cool little twist. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know. I literally didn't know anything beyond the trailer. No, no, me neither. I had um, seen the trailer maybe a couple times. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Exactly. I think I'd seen the trailer when we went to go watch like a couple other movies in the theater and they had played it. Outside of that, oh, I haven't seen scary. it. Yeah. And then I made you watch it. Correct. You're welcome. Yep, not welcome. Okay. <laughs> the movie had started out basically at a house party and where there's like a lot of people going like hanging out, doing young people stuff. Just partying. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you exactly what happens there because I would like for you to watch that if you're going to do that and save that. But from the very beginning, I was like, Holy shit. Uh -huh. And then Shit's what? Yeah. You're not expecting that no. to happen. And it completely catches you off guard. So from that point forward, I was like, what the fuck is this movie about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a lot. It What you do take from it, though, is that there's some people going through some stuff and there's some grief involved. And 
and uh, they're just trying to live. Depression. Right? Some depression's going on. There's a kangaroo kangaroo scene I in there. I did not like that at all. That was hard to watch as and well. And why was that in there? I don't... So that was one of my questions. I don't know if it was like, you know how when we talked about the Barbie movie and they talked about the cul-de-sac moments sometimes in movies? I don't know if that was a cul-de-sac or if it like, was... No, I did not. Basically, it's a kangaroo gets hit by a car and is like dying on the road. Yeah. And they have to make a decision on whether or not to. And, and it's suffering. Said, like, you should kill it. But the other, the girl was like, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't know. I'm like, why do we even have to look at this? <laughs> so <laughs> the only thing I could think of was maybe it ties back to the end where yeah, she has to make a decision did. in the same sort of way. Because with the kangaroo, she chooses not to kill it and leaves it there to suffer, right? right. Which I don't know that I could have done that. That would have been hard for me to do. I because I don't want to have a cul-de-sac <laughs> kangaroo moment in my life. <laughs> Dude, I know. <laughs> I'm totally with you. I do you, not but... like that part at all. Yeah, it, hard to watch. That's in there. So it's a girl and her her friend's brother? Her friend's, yeah, her friend's bro- younger brother. Yeah. She has to go get him because her friend has, is not paying attention to her phone, but he's he's over at uh, hanging out with a friend. So she goes and picks him up and then there's this kangaroo that's been hit or something's happened to yeah, it and it's laying there hard. suffering. And so they have a moment where they try to figure out whether or not to end its suffering or continue on back home so yeah so essentially like this character mia she's lost her mom and her friend her best friend she's kind of clinging to to her and her family and she's really close she spends a lot of time there so she helps the mom out because it sounds or seemed like the mom was like a single parent taking care of her daughter and and younger um son and that me is kind of like also there to like help out and they've kind of enfolded her into the family dynamic then they end up going to a party another house party that's happening let's say that the party's purpose is basically for well, they see on social media yeah like they're posting videos we're not that, really sure exactly what's happening yes statue thing and when you hold it you get possessed by someone yes the dead only for a few seconds and then they break contact yes and so they're recording this and they're like come on we this is cool we gotta do it yeah so they're having another it's let's just stop right there <laughs> no, you don't. no you don't no you don't well like the one girl's like this is fake and mia's like no it's real yes and her friend jay either way no she's like no pass, okay don't this, do it she's like i think they're acting this is all bs and mia's like for no attention. i think it's really ha- like happening like this is for real uh-huh. So literally, they've scheduled another party where people are going to come and touch this hand and they're going to record it. And so they decide they're going to go along with the younger brother, which first off, JD's not going to that party. (laughs) So this movie would have never happened. It would have been a really short movie. Yeah. JD would have been like, I'm going home. Yep. I'm going to go eat some ice cream. (laughs) I also would not have come to that party. I'm sorry. Same. I show up to a party. You guys don't do it. Let's say I don't know that this is going to go on at the party and I show up to the party. They break out said Ouija board or fucking crazy, creepy looking blaster hand. (laughs) And they're like, hold on to it. Yeah. Hold on. to See what happens. Immediately grabbing my stuff and I'm getting the fuck out of there. (laughs) And I'm going to tell my friends hey you want to leave and they're like no i'm gonna stay and hang out i'll be like deuces and i'm getting the fuck out 
So Christ be with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's where for me it got really strange and difficult to watch was this idea, right? Like they're going to go to the party. They break out this creepy hand. They're explaining the instructions, just like you said. You have to touch the hand. Mm-hmm. Hold it like you're shaking hands with someone. Yes. And then you say, talk to me. So you're letting them in. Yes. Yeah, so you're literally uh, opening this door to whatever. You're I don't know what. Connecting with them. Yeah. Like. You're and, letting them in your body. Yeah. And me and my spouse had this conversation. We were like. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were like, are they, are the undead in purgatory? Like, where are they know. hanging out? We don't really know. We this, don't know. So this door has been opened. It's clearly not open for the, the living. It's it's for the undead or, or somebody. We don't know, really. But the minute that you touch the hand and you say, talk to me, you are now seeing somebody who is no longer among the living. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes they're scary. Yeah, looking. it's random. You never know who you're going to get. It's different for each person. <laughs> it's like a box of chocolates in a bad way (laughs) it's not just the one that has toothpaste inside (laughs) oh my god sometimes Uh, they look horrifying yeah and the other thing that's not explained right away is where this fucking creepy ass hand came from like you don't know the origin of it no No, nobody fucking asked the question right nobody even asked like first off i wouldn't have been there but second i would have been like where the fuck did you get this thing from okay give me a full history (laughs) no just no okay yeah so like it's they're literally telling you what you're supposed to do and oh by the way they're going to film you while you're doing this which was also to me like (laughs) no very strange to watch them do this because people were literally petrified the minute that they yeah because you're looking at like some kind of messed up face or like a creepy scary Mm -hmm. old person it it did not seem and to give you an example like let's say somebody had died and maybe they drowned so the person could be like all puffy and like putrid and so that might be and that's who you're looking at across from you and so And on top of it, you had to be strapped to the chair. So you could not get up or anything while you're having this experience. It wasn't like, oh, look, it's Marilyn Monroe and she's so pretty. Uh- <laughs> it's all scary people. <laughs> so and then along that, too, they say, well, you can only hold the hand for 90 seconds. But nobody fucking explains why it's only 90 seconds. And I was because like, then they'll just be stuck in you. Yes, correct. Like, yeah. now it's you're tethered. A, again, it's a no. Okay, and people. Let's so just agree. and let me just say, like, again, Patty has said it has nothing to do with the devil or anything like that. But Patty's there's there's, there's some, some evil. There are some evil spirits hanging out on the other side. And like we said, you don't know who you're going to get. You know, like some of the feeling I got when I was watching this was uh, or similarities of this movie was Flatliners. Do you remember yeah, that kinda, movie? But Flatliners was more cheesy and this was scary. I would say, though, like for the time period that Flatliners came out, creepy to me. Right. Same thing. You're like going on the other side yeah they were kind of cheating death right they were letting themselves die and because they were all going through metal medical school you brought something you brought something back with you so obviously none of these australians had seen flatliners (laughs) they might have thought twice (laughs) 
<laughs> oh <laughs> my god! What kind of connection you're, you know? Yeah, and that, there's that's just my a problem. lot of unknowns with this people. Yeah, and I will say, and and I brought this up before in the past on our previous um, episodes we've done, me and Patty together. I'm a Catholic. <laughs> Catholics don't fuck around with this shit. We learn from an early age, this is a no. That's a bad idea. Yeah, because like... Okay, one good thing about being Catholic, all correct, right? Correct, one, yeah, 100%. Notwithstanding <laughs> uh, guilt. They're anyway. always like, you don't want to open that door because you don't know what's waiting on the other True. side. True, So what was profound to me, right, is, is as these individuals are touching this hand and me is like the first one that we see actually do it in the movie. And one thing that really stuck on me was Mia was already struggling with depression, right? right? And she's the loss of her mom. Yep. She's just lost her mom, I think a year before this. Uh, she's really having a hard time like fitting in. You know, she's upset, you know. Understandably. Yeah. And so. Got a lot she's working out. Yeah. She's really struggling, right? So probably even a worse idea to for her because she's vulnerable messing with this correct which we all know from watching scary movies that bad entities thrive on negative emotion correct and they're gonna prey on you 100 right so my problem with this was you know she's vulnerable and she's like right when she shows up at the party they're like why did you bring her she makes things awkward you know what i mean so like I felt like she already picked up on the fact that people didn't want her there. And so she volunteered to touch the hand to try to impress people. Yeah. Which to me made me feel bad for her because I was like, this is kind of like that bullying. And then it crosses over into the social media because they're going to record her now. Uh And then so as she's going through the process, they're all laughing at her like it's something funny. Uh And I was like, this this is fucked up, like on different layers. You know what I mean? So I was like, I just had like a sick stomach watching this whole scene. It made me feel so uncomfortable. That's when I text you. And I said, what the fuck? (laughs) Just watch it. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. So, of course, you know, like she has an experience, but I felt like the first time she touches the hand, something had crossed over with her. That was my opinion Uh of that. And I don't think she necessarily realizes at first that something latched onto her after she first touched the hand uh-huh. but then she kind of makes it sound like it was this great experience she felt she loved like it. more open afterwards Energetic. yeah like like she's talking like she had some Gatorade after a marathon run or something I don't <laughs> you know what I mean or like yeah, positive or like drink some chocolate milk or <laughs> I don't know you get the gist she was, like, here energized yeah, afterwards. But like they're the younger brother of Jade, he was absolutely terrified after he, they watched the whole thing happen because all this crazy shit happens to her, right? That to me was like striking because Jade kind of makes fun of him, right? Because yeah, he wants to go. Nice. Yeah, he wants to go sleep with her that night because he doesn't want to be alone. But then he ends up sleeping with Mia. And then there was like some weird interaction between her and him, right? Like when he's falling asleep, some weird creepy hand comes over him but that's never explained and that whole loop is never closed for me so that's one of the questions that i had about that well i mean was it at the first when um she got she held the hand mia Mm -hmm. was that when the lady was like oh she was looking and talking about the kid yes was that that time yeah uh-huh oh they like you yes like 
I'm out. Yeah, like that was part of the terrifying part. You know what I mean? Because like there's, they've opened the door and there's undead looking in to be able to view like what's going on They're there. All, like waiting for their chance. Yeah. In somebody's body. Mm-hmm. And so they had particularly picked out Jade's brother, which to me was a little bit creepy. Totally. And I was like, okay. But they everybody was kind of minimizing like what had happened. Well, because some people still don't believe it's Yeah. True. And I, I do get that. But like you're literally seeing it and then like you experience it for yourself. I didn't fucking get like the whole denial and minimizing of what was going on. I will say Jade's mom is pretty awesome in the movie. Her character made me laugh so hard because she was like trying to figure out what they were doing this entire time. So she would like go cross examine one kid and like try to get like catch them she's like they already told me yeah they told me they what told, you guys no, she's like a cop oh dude like good cop bad cop type thing she would be like i know you're going to the party and and jade told me so just like tell me where like where y'all are going so and they'd be like i don't know what you're talking about awesome i loved her so jade's boyfriend apparently like he had a relationship with mia at one point but then it doesn't last but now he's dating jade he decides that he wants to have a go at it which i did also didn't fucking understand but okay especially after they're like oh yeah like people are literally chomping at the bit to get in your to little touch- body Don't yeah they schedule another party this time it's at jade's house again wouldn't do that he shows up fucking touches this creepy ass hand that scene was one of the scenes i actually had to pause yeah it was so creepy to it me. Was he was like essentially ends up masturbating himself on the carpet and stuff. And then so they have that that dog. What was its name? Cookie family dog. He's like making out with it. This actor literally had to make out with this dog on them. I don't know how else they could have shot that scene, but it was so disturbing for me. <laughs> I, like, I mean, th- there's some rough. That's why I said I wouldn't watch this again. No, no, no. I mean, but and they're recording the other kids are recording this whole interaction the entire time. And then once he comes out of it, so they have to like rip the hand off of his hand and he comes out of the whole experience. He's embarrassed and mad and he leaves the house. But then somehow he ends up coming back. And to me, I was like, what the f- I wouldn't have come back. I would have been like, I'm out. It's just... That was another question I had. (laughs) So many questions. Yeah. But then what ends up happening is Riley... Brother. The brother to Jade, he decides now he wants to have a go. And he was like, I think 15 or something. Yeah, he's... Very young compared to the rest of the attendees. Jade's completely against it. She starts arguing with him, actually leaves the room, which fuck that. I would have been like, everybody out of my fucking house... Right, goddamn now. We're done. Oh, I don't know. I think I would have thrown it in the fireplace or something yeah. and been like, fuck this shit, you know? Would it be in your house then? I don't know. know. Yeah, that's that's an open-ended question that we <laughs> we'll cannot find answer out here. in the sequel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Mia basically tells Riley, yeah, give it a yeah, go. Do it. No. Just for like a shorter amount of time. Yeah. She negotiates 50 seconds. No seconds, Mia, was what I was saying to the TV. I was like, stop. Especially after the creepy shit she had said when she was like possessed by who knows who. Yeah, she has no idea. Like, oh, they're going to smash your head or something. And she knows that she's been seeing this creepy 
like whatever it fucking is outside of that looks like her mom right we don't know that it's her mom i don't think it was i i think it was trying to uh keep that connection i think it was a demonic spirit (laughs) oh my god that is 100 percent what i believe okay okay anyway during his turn there's like an entity comes into him that looks or sounds like Yes, it sounds like Mia's mother coming across at first. At first. And then he starts crying and stuff, right? Like he's talking to her and there's tears coming out of his eyes and Mia like responds to that. Right. So she doesn't want him to break the No, she doesn't want to break the link to the hand, which mistake after mistake after mistake, <laughs> right? So many. Because supposedly you're not supposed to be holding the hand for more than 90 seconds. We don't know where this rule comes from. But we know it exists. (laughs) We don't know a lot. Yes. And they had already negotiated 50 seconds, right? And and so this perpetrator of Mia's mom is there. And then all of a sudden, that seems to go away. And shitty, violent stuff starts happening to him. Horrible. This is another reason why I would not watch it again. Another disturbing scene. This is where we actually had to pause it for another couple of minutes. just fast forwarded dude it it was so disturbing he was smashing his face on the table like, yeah violently they I'd couldn't yeah they could not i mean they were trying to get the hand out of his out of his hand and they couldn't and some of it had to do with like the violent reaction that he was having with whatever demonic was spirit inside was inside of him and but so it had been foretold when mia got possessed because the lady said like oh he wants to smash your face or yes whatever. what i know dude that's where i was like what the fuck when i was watching this no it's like bad very yeah violent. it was horrible recommend <laughs> so <laughs> so they finally break the hand free from his from his hand but he's fucked up yeah like he's he needs to go to the er at this point but then the kids start arguing about whether or not to call the ambulance. They're literally they arguing trouble. because, yeah, they don't want to get in trouble because of what's happened there. Like kids do. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to get their stories straight on what they're going to say when the first responders show up. And then there's some people that want to leave before anyone gets there. Because they're worried about what the consequences are going to be. And how do you explain that, number one? I mean, I I don't know how you would do that. Yeah. Nobody's going to believe, believe you. you right? <laughs> he kicked his own ass. <laughs> yeah, sure. But if they had it on video, weren't they recording it? Yeah, they were recording it. So they'd be it. like, look. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, we do find out that a law enforcement figures out that these videos are being posted and they actually see that nobody had touched him, that all of this was happening. But they thought it was because of drugs. Yeah, they, but they believe that it, it was drug-induced. Which they haven't watched enough Supernatural movies. Yeah, apparently know. not. So <laughs> Catholic JD would have been like, that is some real devil I'm possession afraid. shit. Leave. <laughs> Bring in the priest. <laughs> and then, yeah, we would have called it good. Essentially what ends up happening is, is something still possessing him afterwards we don't know that though uh well jd did (laughs) okay well normal people are like that's fucked up what's going on (laughs) oh my god dude because like they take riley to the hospital and he's like not like he's his eyes were like black oh yeah they're black they're swollen i mean he's got a lot of damage to his face (laughs) a lot but what ends up, what you start to see, though, like as the movie's progressing is he's having bite marks on his arms and like all kinds he's of being attacked. Yes. Basically. And like there's round the clock, either family or staff are with him. 
So where is that shit coming from? So JD would have been like, oh yeah, he's clearly fucking possessed. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and of course, like I said, like something has already crossed over when Mia touched the hand and now we got the Riley situation. So for me, whatever had crossed over was something that was evil and was pretending to be Mia's mom. Uh, yes, agree. I totally don't think that it was Mia's mom, even though Mia thinks that it is. I mean, she's literally hearing like shit scratching at doorways, following her around. There's um, disembodied voices that are coming behind like bathroom stall doors or on the other side of windows, like weird fucking shit. Right. Like, literally, I am going straight to the nearest Catholic church and confessing my sins to the priest and being like, how the I fuck did I... hands with a statue and I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, not Mia, though. She's like, okay, I want to be best friends with this this thing that looks like my mom because it's, it's my mom. Right. So, still- yeah, and one of the weird scenes was like, because Riley's in the hospital, Jade's constantly there, her mom's constantly there to try and to take care of him. She's blaming Mia. Yeah, she's blaming Mia. She's really upset with her and basically tells her not to come back. So Jade's boyfriend, he decides, Daniel, he's gonna like go with Mia because she needs some comforting and ends up at her house, right? And they're like talking and then they end up sleeping in the same bed and Mia's like having this weird dream thing, but she's seeing like some sort of entity in the room with them. And the entity like starts sucking on Daniel's toes. Like my dog Rogue does your toes. <laughs> Not in an evening. He's got a toe fetish. But she starts like banging and shouting, right? Like she's like telling the thing to stop or whatever. Number one, oh. one of my other questions was like, why didn't dad hear this? Because I thought that was weird. But then Well, because there's a lot of like what's going on. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. What's she imagining? You don't know. Yes, correct. And I mean she's like having some sort of day night dream about Daniel and they're in an intimate moment but then she sees this weird entity sucking on his toes um she's also like reliving her mom's death she's like seeing dead dead people essentially when she comes to she's actually the person sucking on Daniel's toes which freaks him out and he leaves the house she's like some things have been happening yeah that aren't so chill and then she's like asking everybody else if they're having the same experiences and they're like no and so that should have told you something. But then she decides, Mia decides to use the hand without any sort of safety net. So she somehow got the hand after what happened to Riley. She's going to hold on to the hand and light the candle. Because she wants to talk. About yes, it. correct. But here's my problem with that. Before, <laughs> the entire time before in this movie, in order to release yourself from that experience, somebody has to pull the ceramic hand away from right. you. They gotta cut the cut the line, so to speak. Yes. So you're telling so me you have nobody to do that. She's going to grab onto this hand and what be able to do that herself? I don't think I think she was just so focused on talking to her mom that she didn't care. So here's JD's <laughs> twist to this i don't think she ever woke up from that from the first time no from the second time when she actually holds the hand they make it seem like she does but i don't know if she ever did so that was one of my biggest questions in here because like you're telling me that in order to break the line 
somebody else has somebody living has to pull that from your grip. She had nobody there to do that or blow out the candle. Right. (laughs) And there's one point, one scene where she tries to like get the possession out of Riley and tells everybody else like, well, did we ever like blow blow out the candle? Right. My feeling is that she does this and then all this other crazy shit happens. But I don't know that she ever got out of the whole. Okay, well, that's really riveting but let's finish the story (laughs) okay so she ends up doing that right and then somehow she breaks free and then her fake mom tells her that riley needs her help that's basically what her fake mom tells her but the fake mom also told her that she's dead because of the dad yeah Mm -hmm. and cast suspicion on the dad and made it seem like maybe the dad had something to do with her yes yeah when so i mean you're like this is clearly not your mom thank you it's a demon that's what i said and it's starting (laughs) to make you do bad things (laughs) yeah and like literally everything before this indicates that her mom had died potentially by suicide Uh right and so this not Mia's mom thing is telling her completely something opposite, right. which turns her against her dad. Mm-hmm. Even you know, because she's already like feeling isolated and in like they're grief. already both like having problems. With yeah, grieving. because he's grieving, she's grieving. They're having a difficult time communicating about it, and she's feeling really alone. And now this demonic um, entity is like they end up sleeping together in her bed, and the demonic entity is like comforting her. Yeah, that was like super creepy because she's all dead looking and stuff and then they just like cuddle up together and I was like ew (laughs) (laughs) ew to me Riley was definitely possessed because like I said he's every time well the mom's saying that too yeah his they're, mom, they're, they're something. hurting him. Yeah, you need to help him. You need to let him go. Mm-hmm. Which I think she's finally realized, like something else is happening here, like outside of their control and stuff, you know. Who, but Mia, no, 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 his mom, because she's like because he keeps hurting himself each time right. he comes to right. Yeah, and it's not something I don't think that he necessarily wants to do, but it's whatever is possessing him. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then of course he shows up with like more bite marks, like right. But I'm saying like the demon mom is. Oh saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. The demon you need mom to help him. You need mm-hmm. to let him go. Basically, like you need to kill him. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like, okay, we it's... haven't read the terms and conditions. Okay, baby, <laughs> we don't know. This is all just made up anyway. We well, don't know how any of this like how they know any of this yeah well i mean they're fumbling around because they they finally figure out where the origins of the hand right so it ties back to the first brothers that we see at the beginning of the movie so one of the brothers at the beginning of the movie actually had the hand first he starts acting weird after he has an interaction with the hand and starts telling people he no longer needs it anymore because he's actually seeing the undead just regular without touching the hand right so then these other two kids are like hey i have a cool idea let's keep passing the hand around and record people's interactions with it because that's cool even though like this horrible incident happened with our friend who gave us the hand the kids supposedly go talk the brother about what happened 
into that whole incident. And he's basically like, hey, you guys weren't his friends. You know, you were over there recording him so you could have all this fun and posting it on social media. Nobody helped him. And now you're still passing this fucking weird ass hand around. (laughs) Mia's like, oh, well, I think we had opened the door and we didn't close it. Yeah, no fucking shit you did. That's exactly what happened. So we think you're already dead, lady. (laughs) We don't even know. (laughs) But evil Mia's mom is like whispering in her ear and telling her all this shit. And basically, yeah. Fake Mia's mom. Fake Mia's mom. Evil evil Mia's mom. But it's not really her, so. No, it's not. Definitely not. Um, How about faux Mia's mom? Faux Mia's mom. (laughs) Not faux. 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 It's not noodles. It sounds like faux. (laughs) She's also, uh, Fa, Mia's mom, is also setting the seeds for her to dislike her dad because now Mia's mom didn't commit suicide. Her dad did something to her. So she actually ends up stabbing her dad in the neck with some scissors and then tells her friend Jade to come to the house while she's going to go to the hospital, right, she's Mia. she's going to get Riley alone. Yeah, she wants to get Riley alone. She accomplishes that. Because mom leaves, sister leaves, she goes into the hospital, she's alone with Riley, gets him into a wheelchair, and then pushes him out of the hospital, which I was like, where's fucking security? Because all of his monitors should be beeping right now. Like, I don't, I was like, what the fuck? Well, you know. Uh, we're notoriously understaffed. This is Australia, <laughs> though. I don't know how they're doing, but... <laughs> I, I feel like they might be doing better. I don't know. I'm on a break! <laughs> what was I supposed to do? <laughs> Crack my break short? And and they were probably outside smoking or something, so they didn't hear it. So we'll give them a pass. So <laughs> It's crazy how many people that are medical people speak. I know. That's so yeah. weird. I don't understand Very that tangent. either. Okay. Please don't smoke, everyone. Yeah, don't Little smoke. PSA inside of a review. So... <laughs> <laughs> So Mia's pushing Riley out in this wheelchair to like Which, some because the hospital is like on a hill conveniently by a freeway. Uh, yeah, by a freeway, by like some sort of interstate that they have out so she's there. She's gonna basically shove him out like a kangaroo onto the freeway. Yeah, to over. and at this current time, Mia's seeing like some spirit that's inside of him. It's not Riley she's seeing. So she still knows that he's... It's like an old guy, right? Or an old female, something. I don't know. It was was gross looking and scary and creepy. (laughs) At this point, we're like, okay, is she going to push him out into traffic? Or is she going to sacrifice herself? And then what we find out is supposedly she sacrifices herself and throws her into traffic. Right. She kills herself and yep. saves him. And then what we see is her back in the hospital, but like she's kind of bloody and stuff. And you make the assumption. That's what I was kind of thinking. Okay. But we don't know how afterlife works. Maybe they so. used up all their budget at this point. We don't know. <laughs> We're going to <laughs> but she's in the hospital. We can't make you look too bad. No. We don't have any money for special. She doesn't really know what's going on because she's just walking around. But yeah. Nobody can see her. Correct. And nobody's interacting with her. She's just walking down one of the corridors in the hospital. She looks over to uh, one of the hospital rooms and Riley's in there with his mom and his sister. And he seems to be doing good. The bandages are off, which I looked at my spouse and said, I don't believe that at all because... <laughs> Because no priest was called. (laughs) Well, here's my thing. 
so when he first touches the hand, his, the damage to his brain was so bad to me that he would have had a TBI after this. Okay, but what if what you said was true, that she had been dead this whole time? Yeah. And so, like, this is just what's in her. I think so. Like, what she would have wanted to see happen. And that's basically what I had explained to him. I was like, I don't think she ever came out of this. This is just a big hodgepodge, like, uh, what was that crazy movie, uh, Jacob's Ladder? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the fever dream type thing. Yeah. I kind of think that that was a little bit of what was happening. It wasn't necessarily the truth. And then, like, she even sees her dad. Uh, enter an elevator and then it, there's a lot of light there and I was like that could be an insinuation that maybe he didn't make it but he's going to heaven you know what I mean here we go deep thinkers I know that's that's here what happened at go. the end but maybe you know I was like oh he's got to identify her body that's what I thought <laughs> and it could be I don't know it could 100% be we're not sure. We don't know like how much time has passed at this point. Yes. She's just roaming around the house. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden. I, you know, time is a construct. I have learned that in uh, COVID land. Oh, yeah, 100%. The week? Is it a year? We don't know. We want to go back to wearing daytime and nighttime pajamas. Um, and if you elect me, I promise <laughs> <laughs> that will be a thing. <laughs> permanently <laughs> it kind of goes black and then all of a sudden we see mia and she's looking yeah she like, was like a quarter really yeah see. it's dark she's mm-hmm. going to like a light so you're like oh she died yes yeah and she's going to the light correct but and then they show her and she almost looks like she's sitting down now her hand is out and then when they yes she like sees that a hand. creepy hand. I'm getting goosebumps just saying this. I know. And she looks across from her, and it's somebody from the living now. There's talk to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where it leaves you, like, the movie ends. And so you understand now that she is part of the dead. Right. And now there, she's, like, with the other hand. And they didn't know where. Yep. And I don't know if there's more than one hand out there. If this somehow oh, this don't touch a hand. fucking <laughs> creepy hand got to another country and now it's being passed around over there. I don't know. We don't but know. But anytime somebody breaks out a hand that doesn't don't, look don't well, touch it, don't touch it. And then try to figure out how to like. Let's go back to the get rid of it. Bump. Remember that? <laughs> that (laughs) don't say talk to me either say pardon (laughs) don't touch anything or anyone that's what i say you stay in your house to yourself that's right exactly (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's fucking freaky it's definitely worth a watch if you want to see a freaky movie yeah i would say i would say for sure if you don't like possession this is not the movie for you because i was creeped out by like, that it's not like satan possession it's no like it, dead people yeah possession, which is you know like kind of better in some okay way. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of discussions in this house about where the dead people were kind of hanging out that are touch like have the ability to touch this hand right and be called upon because like I, and i'm kind of getting a little bit into like sky daddy and some of the teachings with that and everybody's gonna have different viewpoints on this but i know like uh, growing up i was taught that there's a heaven 
there's a hell, and then there's purgatory. a middle place called purgatory. And oftentimes people- I've been skiing there. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> And so in between nice. runs, you can talk to people. So- <laughs> <laughs> um, purgatory is like what ends up happening for you're people. You're kind of like a lost soul, right? Yeah, like you're a lost soul. And sometimes people end up there because they weren't ready to move on, like right? Yeah, it's kind of like a waiting room. And it could be for so various like, reasons. Hey, I'm bored. Let's talk to these people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe smack the shit out of them on a table. <laughs> Dude, that was so that was crazy. Horrifying. It was so bad to watch. It, and that kid looks kind of weird anyway before <laughs> his face gets smashed up. He no. did, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, no. <laughs> he did. I'm sorry. I will say, here's what I wanted to say to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting all religious and whatever. This is non-denominational. It is, well, no, not necessarily because we said on the last episode we were creating our own. Oh yeah, Church of ODB. Righteous Dirty Bench. What did we say? I don't know. Yeah, Free Thinker Church. So actually, we have gone I religious. Still look at that. So it's I okay for me to talk cut. about that, especially once we start our compound in the, in the religion of free thinkers. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what i was gonna say don't no no, touch no. Anyone. here's what i want to say is Hell, i think we're dead and you couldn't be alive not necessarily i think that and what we have learned is sometimes in purgatory some of the lost souls can be bad entities that somehow get stuck there because like for example what i have been brought up to believe is like if you're not buried in a sacred area Sometimes your soul can be roaming, you know what I mean? And so that could be a bad entity. So that's kind of how I was brought up. That's where we had kind of left off was like, we thought that they were in purgatory and there was like some good spirits there and some bad like hanging out. I'll allow it. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> because I am the arbiter. <laughs> so afterwards, I was like, you know what? This is a decent horror movie. And I got to hand it to the actors that they casted. Because like I had said, I had to pause it several times. It was very believable. It was so believable. It really does affect you. Yes. That I thought that the actors that had played these different characters did a really good job of portraying the story that the directors wanted to get across. So I have to give kudos to them fantastic because it really did affect me physically and emotionally um this movie is horrifying i won't watch it again yeah i won't watch. there's just stuff that i i don't want to see again quite disturbing things that you don't need to see more yes correct if you're interested in watching a horror movie definitely watch this uh just know that there's going to be some scenes in here that are probably going to be a little bit troubling but they did a good job. You can shut your eyes. And if it's at your house, you can fast forward. Oh, 100%. So. Or take a little break, like we did several times. <laughs> and I will point out, too, the brothers that directed this movie, this is like their first like feature film. I great job. Great job, yeah. Yeah, great job. I went out to several websites. Some of them were like IMDB, Wired, Looper, Time.com, Roger Ebert, you know, all of those different media outlets that do movie reviews and stuff to gather information that concludes our movie review do you have any psas patty Uh, well i haven't been home so that's true i was being a nursemaid so take care of your joints people yeah (laughs) you only get one body and uh if you have to have hip replacement 
I've heard anterior is the way to go. Anterior. <laughs> We've had a big discussion about this. Anterior and posterior. Anterior is on the front. Posterior is on the back. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, keep moving, everybody, because your body doesn't like it if you know. Yeah. And I will say as a final PSA, be you. You're uniquely you. You don't need to fit you in with anybody Kenneth. else. Yeah, you're Which is what we learned in Barbie. Correct. Do not touch any creepy hands. <laughs> Don't let anything Keep in. Keep your hands to yourself. Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. If Good you advice. if you feel like something's tethered onto you, please go see a Catholic priest. <laughs> they can help you. <laughs> All right. So that's this movie review. Stay tuned. Yep. Stay tuned for the next one. It'll be something scary, though. Yeah obviously he can't wait thanks a lot patty (laughs) all right talk to you later benches Bye, bye